Previously on Shulbro's Week in Review. Do we keep talking about Ed and the monkey who plays third base, or do we move on? Um, I mean, you've shared a lot. <laughs> it's very <laughs> diplomatic, dude. You've killed, you single-handedly killed our podcast by talking about all of movie Ed for an hour. You're listening to Shulbro's Week in Review. Darren, can you welcome everybody with the universal greeting? Ba weep grana weep ninibon? <laughs> yes. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I Did love I how it? you got it. You got it. <laughs> I, so apparently one of our new things is every week you try to like throw a weird pop culture reference at me as your greeting. It looks like it. We started with, uh, I mean, it wasn't a throwing it at you, but we did reference in the welcome um, uh, Austin Powers. That's really making us cool and, and hip and with it. Uh, then right. last week we did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I decided to take it back to 1986, I believe, with Transformers, the cartoon movie. And one yes, of the greatest films of all time. You got the touch. <laughs> and it was the last acting role of Orson Welles. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's where he wanted to end his career. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't uh, keep continue on the singing there with the... You, you got, got the, the power! <laughs> uh, yeah! <laughs> do, do, do. Anyway, people don't want to hear Bush. us. Stan uh, Bush. If you want the soundtrack, that is The Touch by Stan Bush. Okay. Uh, also, if you've watched Boogie Nights, that is the song that... Um, Dirk Diggler is trying to sing in the recording album when they wouldn't give him his tape because he didn't have the money, but he was going to get the money when he sold his tape. Okay. That's a deep I, cut for you. Yeah. Wow. All right. You know, that pop culture here, this is the, this is the show bros week in review. I'm Jeff and Darren, you just dropped some really timely, <laughs> timely references for everybody. Uh, but uh, we have a great show today. We are going to go back to uh, our greatest game ever. I, sorry, I just really enjoy it. I don't know who else does. Uh, of real or fake. You're going to uh, give me a real pitch or a fake one. And I, and, our, uh, and I have to guess whether it's real or fake. Before that, we're going to talk about what we loved, what we hated, and what we're looking forward to. But even before that, we've got some catching up to do. Uh, we had a, another show last week. And... Uh, we started this with this whole like, hey, only mom and dad are going to actually only mom's going to listen to this. And that's while uh, only until she beats cancer. Uh, last week, we had some updates on listeners that we we exceeded our wildest dreams. And I got more updates for you. Do you have any updates on uh, listeners, Darren? Um, I don't have updates on listeners, except I will tell you that um, you name checked Steve, who is my co-host on the uh, Won't You Be Our Neighbor podcast for Delaware or for Upper Arlington. Ooh, old job there. And uh, so I, I mentioned that, hey, I, my, we name checked you on our, my podcast. Said, you have another podcast? And it was almost Ooh. like I was cheating on him. Yeah. Um, so we may have to have him on as a guest because he seemed almost like upset that I had another podcast. Yeah, I could imagine. You you form a bond. He he thinks that you only have him, him as your, your your podcast partner and Tracy. And now you have a third. It's like that is way too many podcast co-hosts. Um, yeah. Wow. All right. So, Wait till he Steve, knows this. Sorry if you're listening. Okay. What is, what is he going to hear about now? Well, poor Steve. Not only are you uh, cheating on him with another podcast, but <laughs> I, I think this podcast might have a broader audience than that one. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there first. I have to say my wife, actually, we said she wasn't going to listen to this. She is listening to our podcast. 
you know, I have an update on that too. So I, I reported that Marsha had only listened to seven minutes. Uh, she re- er, corrected me and said, I have now listened to the whole thing. I got busted too. <laughs> <laughs> so they're listening. That's proof they're listening because they're getting mad at us for calling them out. I know. And because I, I'm convinced that was at least past the 15th minute when we said that, yeah, they didn't listen to more than seven minutes. Stephanie also said, hey, if you're going to tell people that I'm listening to your show, at least get it right. And I'm like, oh, wow, you were listening to the whole thing. Um, so that's one listener. And this is so poor Steve, who you do the Won't You Be My Neighbor podcast with. He he's got to be a little disappointed to find out Shoal Bros Week in Review has gone international. What? <laughs> yes. According to the podcast stats, we have one listener from Germany and one listener from France. Parlez-vous Francais. The, the Germans and the French are listening to the Shoal Bros Week in Review. Dude, we're like David Hasselhoff. They love us over there. I mean, and, well, that, that's I need to get some clarification first, sir. Uh, we've been bragging and advertising ourselves as a five-star podcast. Do we, <laughs> do we still have those five stars, or did the French guy mess us up? The, the French guy did not mess us up, uh, as far as I know. And I guess I shouldn't say they love us over there. That There's one listen from Germany and one listen from France, but they've officially made us internationally renowned bros. As long as, well, if they didn't give us less than five stars, we're allowed to say they love us. I think so. Until wait, no, dude, don't put the don't put the challenge out there. And and let's let's be clear. Just because there's one recorded listen, that doesn't mean they weren't like putting us on a speaker like in a mass auditorium. So there could be at least two thousand people in a stadium listening to our podcast. So we just don't know. Oh, could you imagine that? Like we're doing accidental stadium tour in Germany. <laughs> there's this Schulbros fan out there, and it's not mine because she's still at home. Spreading the gospel in Germany and France. It's probably the same guy just doing a tour of like his iPod, plugging it into a speaker. But hey, you know, we'll take it. Yeah. He's like, hey, guys and gals, you have to hear this. They talked and about a monkey for a whole hour. We just need to clarify, too, if you're listening for the first time or if you're foolish enough to come back. Yeah. You can listen and not like it and turn it off at any time. Yeah. But you're contractually obligated to either give us five stars or just don't rate us. Yep. This is your chance. Get out now. You don't have to listen to the next 40 minutes of chaos. You could leave. Just do not leave anything less than a five-star review. Yeah, preferably five stars, but just no, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's right. That's what our that's what my mom taught us. Why doesn't our listeners understand that? But if you really have that much rage for wasting your time because you thought you were getting something cool or something in French or German, perhaps, um, you can leave funny and horrible comments. Just keep our five-star rating intact. Yes. Speaking of comments, you promised that anybody who wrote comments anywhere, you would read them on air today. Did you find any? I did not. I don't. Um, I, well, I thought you were handling the stats, so I didn't look, to be fair. I've uh, got so. stats, but I, I can't I can't track word of mouth. It exploded last week, right? We had three, two comments that you read, one that you chose not to. Um, the fake one was the one I chose not to. No, to uh, our good friend Sarah also wrote a review that you didn't read last week. Oh, uh, I think she said uh, it's always genius when the Shulman brothers get together. That, that felt almost like pandering, you know, like like I was bragging too much. <laughs> ah, you wanted to stay humble. We're, we're going yeah. with the uh, Andy Richter, Conan O'Brien, like nobody likes us routine all the way to the top. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because once we start getting too big, they're going to be like, OK, I got to knock these guys down to peg. So, yeah. Uh, thank you, Sarah. If you're listening, you're our best fan. But, uh, you know, say something a little snarkier and we might read it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was great despite the Shulman brothers. Then we will read that to you. 
you just undermined everything. You said if they leave a comment on Twitter or uh, on our review that you would read it, and then you just undermine that saying, unless it's too uh, congratulatory, then I, 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 you can't. So uh, I didn't properly read a disclaimer. So you are correct. I, that was bad lawyering on my part. Yeah. So um, we will read it. We will read it. And we will acknowledge when it is our good friend who's uh, followed us, uh, not followed us, uh, who's supported us uh, throughout our creative endeavors. Um, I've got a quote for you that I found online. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, well, I need to be a little bit more prepared. I found a quote online. Now I need to find it again in my email that I found. Uh, there. <laughs> it's really hard when the one comment you find is buried in like amongst all the other great comments. Yes, um, that's right. All right. Here's the comment that I found online. Um, too bad you guys aren't on TV because I know your parents and you guys both inherited their good looks. That's not real. Is that real? Well, it is real. It, uh, Dad sent it to us, if you recall, last week. Oh, it's one of the Dad's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's you promised. special. I you, did promise him. You played a cruel trick, actually. You know this, right? Um, both mom and dad, who are our target listeners, while mom's beating cancer and uh, staying, oh, has nothing to do but listen to this. Um, both of them said, uh, Darren promised that at the end of the show, he would read Dad's quotes. Did he do that? Because I don't remember it, which is a cruel trick. Like, because you had them like doubting whether they're losing their minds, right? Like, oh, he I promised. Did, you know what? I have to, I have to admit, um, I did feel bad because I had just forgot about it because I got caught up talking about the Jurassic Park trailer again. Yeah, I, was like, I, I promised I would read it at the end. Um, I have some more updates for you unless you have more quotes or stats. No, that's sadly it, man. So it's up to you on updates. Okay. So in addition to listening to our podcast, Marsha informed me that she has tried the Shaq basketball frosted flakes and Whoa. once she tried them uh basically the value uh collector's item value of an unopened box of shack frosted flakes was ruined so when yeah. the box opened i also tried some shack cinnamon <laughs> basketball frosted flakes <laughs> like I, we talked about keeping the box forever because it'd be worth something but when it's open it's kind of like you know funko pops are not worth anything so yeah i've tried it it's surprisingly delicious but i thought you know cinnamon basketballs was the problem and that that doesn't go with just like pure unadulterated sugar frosting on those flakes so how did that work on your palate let's be real the cinnamon is not like cinnamon that you're getting from whatever cinnamon comes from it's like sugar cinnamon so it, it meshes <laughs> it, it melts and, and there's not that many basketballs so the ratio of frosted flakes to cinnamon balls it's like you're eating frosted flakes and occasionally finding a round ball of sugar and go oh that's kind of interesting and then you go back to the frosted flakes so i mean solid i wouldn't say run to the store to get it unless you want to see the box which is kind of amazing um but it's a solid cereal wow so, I, i'm disappointed did you like have a heart attack when you saw her just like you just come down the stairs and you see her you hear the crunch first and you're like this can't not be the box. <laughs> not the box not the shack cereal that we talked about in the first episode it can't be open that was parker's college fund right there <laughs> it was a collector's item we were going to spend every single week selling shack cereal frosted flakes until it, people clamored for the collector's item yeah once but they no. sold it i was actually going to go buy every box and then i would create my own demand but yeah. alas, I just had to eat it. Wow. Um, I have another update for you. And this one might blow your mind. And then we can possibly get to our guest. I, a guest. That's that's an update. That'll blow my mind. Uh, or at least the listeners. But we'll, yeah, uh, give me another update. 
Okay, I have an update. I hate to talk about this again, but it's been the theme of every show. I have to give you an update on Ed. No, we've talked about it enough. <laughs> no, no, this is worth it. This is the payoff is good. Briefly, I'm not going to let you talk about it, but Ed was a movie, real or fake, about a monkey playing baseball. And part of the comedy was that we decided that monkeys couldn't play baseball. Well, he's a chimp, but, you know, we said apes can't play baseball, so this movie is so ridiculous, right? Yeah. It turns out that monkeys can, in fact, play baseball. No, no. Look. This is fate. I get uh, the, the Major League Baseball's kind of daily update newsletter. And this was from officially Major League Baseball like the day after our podcast. No way, uh, dude. This, can't hold be. on. Just hold your breath. There's this player named Ryan Flaherty. He was a minor league baseball scrub back in 2011. He was invited to the Baltimore Orioles spring training in 2012. The Orioles had a talent show that March. And for his entrance in the talent show, Flaherty got two monkeys to what? come to Not baseball one, camp but to two? throw batting practice. Two oh, monkeys to throw. And, and, and this is the best part. The monkeys threw batting practice. The manager, Buck Showalter, was so amazed with the act that he literally said it helped Flaherty make the team. So Dude, these monkeys threw batting practice and got this guy a major league job. That's the plot of Ed. That's real. It's, Ed? <laughs> it's real. Joey from Friends. Uh, needed the monkey to, to achieve his best self. That's Ryan Flaherty. He needed two monkeys, though. So he's not as good as Joey LeBlanc or <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. And, and the other funny part was the Orioles later said that, um, <laughs> that, that they were fined by the health department. But I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's not a big deal because the monkeys did throw. And these were monkeys, not chips, but they did throw batting practice for the talent show. Yeah, I can, can see you the health that? department saying real. that's not okay. Ed is real, dude. And it's real. This is an unbelievable update. <laughs> you know the and best part of this, Darren? I already cut the intro for this episode, like previously on Shulbro's Week in Review. And it's yeah. Audrey saying, um, I think you've talked about it a lot. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> We're, talking about We're not done. Uh, well, oh, I just had to. It literally was sent to me. But maybe, it, you know how we talked about how our podcast influences real life? Yeah. It's, MLB it's... heard it and was like, Darren, you need vindication. Ed is real. Yeah. This is happening. Jurassic World moments after we say, what was your favorite part of the Jurassic World trailer? They're like, hey, let's put that as a Twitter poll. And now MLB is like, hey, they're going to talk about a monkey playing baseball. Let's have two monkeys playing baseball. Unbelievable. I mean, why would they write about this thing from 2011 unless they heard about our podcast? That's the, uh, that's the only explanation. I got to relook at the stats and see which one of them works for MLB. <laughs> probably the guy from germany <laughs> the guy from germany who played it it's not the guy from germany it's the, it's somebody who he played it for when he plugged it into the stereo at the stadium uh, for yes. everybody to hear <laughs> um so i guess my other big news is you threw down a gauntlet challenge that i need to get a guest that rivaled the fame of our last guest and so i think i've done so yeah all right uh you know this is pretty exciting this is uh, a guest and if it's a family member um then we're going to have a debate as to who whose family member is more famous and i don't know how that's going to be played uh, or how they're going to respond to that but uh not not a family member do you want to reveal after the commercial break i don't know if there's a <laughs> there's no commercial break but i think it's time to pause let let everybody sit on the edge of their seats wondering who is willing to pop on the Shoal Bros Week in Review podcast and be associated with, with this show. So let's leave them in suspense. See you in 10 seconds. Or now. <laughs> or after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> 
All right, Darren. So that that was yet again our pause for sponsors, and and it was pretty silent. Um, the joke's not getting any funnier. But you have a guest for us today, and I have a feeling that this guest just might be willing to fill in that silence and be our sponsor, or like find us a sponsor. So, Darren, tell us. People are on the edge of their seat. Who do we have today playing uh, or talking about what we loved, what we hated, what we're looking forward to, and playing real or fake? I am excited, no, enthused to introduce our first non-family member guest, Tracy Payton. Tracy runs the Strand Theater in beautiful Delaware, Ohio. I'm sorry, the historic Strand Theater. And she is my co-host on the Through the Lens Movie Review podcast. Uh, We review movies for a long time. I call her my sister from another mister. Welcome, Tracy. (laughs) Tracy. And I call Darren my brother from another mother. (laughs) Love it. Tracy, why are you here? <laughs> You're well, our don't, first don't family guest. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, Darren sent me the link from your first <laughs> show, and I loved it. I thought what? it was hysterical. Oh, man. Now the bar is really high. We have non-family members, non-like people who grew up with us saying nice things about us. This is... Uh... I'm, I'm getting anxiety as to whether we can earn Tracy's your continued trust in our show. Well, Tracy doesn't usually doesn't say nice things about me because we kind of have like a love hate relationship on the movie review podcast. So this is doubly jarring for me. So Tracy, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> D- does Steve know about Tracy? Does she does he know that you have another podcast host? Um, I think I've mentioned it. Um, so Tracy, just to fill you in a uh, I do a podcast for City of Upper Arlington called Won't You Be Our Neighbor with our city manager, uh, Steve Shoney. And he found out I was doing this podcast and he felt like we were, I was cheating on it. He's like, wait, you have another podcast? And I was like, well, I have two. So this team, we're going to have to give him a chance to get on. But first, we have my favorite podcasting host. Oh, wow. you are drop, you're, our listenership is going to drop if Steve listening. And I think we've t- name checked him way too much. Uh, yes. It's all in good fun. And Darren is de- uh, I know I'm the third favorite podcast that Darren does. Um, and Tracy, uh, your show with Darren is fantastic. Thank you for bringing him on. Thank you for being here. I'm going to lead with oh, you. Welcome. Do you have something that you love this week? Um, well, there's some things that I love and that I love and hate. Oh, okay. So, okay. So what I love is how classy Dolly Parton is. Oh, tell us more. Yeah, classy is, I would agree, but there's something in the news, I'm guessing, that made you say that. Well, you know, she is one of the many artists that's nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. And there's a fan vote, you know, that happens. And um, she has respectfully asked the Rock Hall to take her name off the ballot because she feels like someone another group like a rock artist or a rock and roller or someone that's been trying to get in for years and years and years should be inducted before her little old country music icon. And so the rock hall responded to her request and said, we're not taking your name off the ballot because we think you're awesome. Ooh, drama, the opposite of drama, maybe. So, Tracy, you're you're a noted rock and roll Hall of Fame kind of fan, much more than I am. Explain to me how this is even an issue, because like Dolly Parton, awesome, iconic, but she's a country singer. Is she even eligible? Like, what's going on here? What's I think rock and roll. I don't think Dolly Parton. Well, you know, a lot can be said for other artists that are 
in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it all, you know, any any artist could get in so many years after their first hit. I think it's 20 years after their first hit that they're eligible. So it doesn't have to be rock and roll. It doesn't have to be rock and roll. I mean, there's lots of other artists that are inducted that aren't rock and roll. I mean, um, NWA, Ellen, right? Isn't NWA yeah. in there? Yeah. Snoop Dogg, is he in it? Snoop Dogg is not in it. He should be. Dolly Parton can get <laughs> it. Let's put Snoop in. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, I think she's classy, but I think that, you know, in in music in general, she can hold her own against anybody, whatever format it is. Didn't she do the original, the Whitney Houston song, The End I Will Always Love You? Yes. Didn't yeah. she do Nine to Five? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I we're just going to like, <laughs> we could just list all Dolly Parton songs for half an hour. I, I want to throw something out there that people might or might not know, but I know this because I have a little kid. Um, she also has something called Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, where she'll send books to kids, I think it's once a month, which is a great way to get kids excited about reading. Um, mm. So I got to give her a shout out for literacy. Can yeah, everybody she... sign up for that? Yeah, I think any kid can do it. Yeah, she's done a lot for literacy. You know, she has Dollywood and, and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and she's she's a very big giver you know she's a great philanthropist and artist and by all accounts really good person so dolly parton if you're one of the 27 listeners of our show perhaps in france or germany we would love to have you on to discuss <laughs> yes. either the rock and roll of fame imagination library or just you know monkeys playing baseball yeah dolly parton would qualify no disrespect meant to you tracy but dolly parton would qualify as our most famous guest if she does want to hop on so um, okay that, that's a great, uh, great uh, love. Um, it's actually and, better than anyone we've had on so far, Tracy. So I'm, I'm kind of at risk of getting kicked off my own podcast. Nicely people, done. People definitely learned more in that that brief segment than anything <laughs> we've done before. About, yes. uh, there's more Googling happening right now uh, than before. Um, Darren, what's your love this week? Okay. My love this. So all of my love, uh, all of my items this week are kind of in honor of Tracy, our guest, kind of related to movies in some way. So my love this week is a card game called Pitch Storm. So Pitch, <laughs> Tracy knows this. Pitch Storm is a party game. It plays kind of similar to Cards Against Humanity, where you get a stack of cards of characters and a stack of cards for plots. And you got to match them together to make a funny movie pitch. And you kind of, like Cards Against Humanity, it rotates who the sort of director is. And that director listens to the pitches and picks which one he or she thinks is the best. The twist is that director then throws um, an editor's note at the contestants and, and it kind of messes up their pitch. And they have to kind of redo how they do it. So I'll give you an example. I've randomly pulled out the first character card and the first plot card in my deck. And here is the pitch I have to try to pitch you guys on. A kid with a creepy imaginary friend competes on a cooking game show to pay for their mom's medical bills. So then you go through and you try to explain why the movie's going to be good, maybe who's going to be in it. Uh, and then the first sort of uh, note from the director I got is, that sounds good, but can we do half of this movie in claymation? So then that kind of screws up your whole idea and you got to kind of adapt to what they say. Like Cards Against Humanity or these other kind of party card games, it's all about 
the debate and the kind of creativity and laughing. It's not strategic or, or cutthroat or anything. It's just a good way to have fun. I've been trying to get to play this game with Tracy because we both love movies for forever. Tracy, have you ever played it yet? I know I've been pitching it to you, no pun intended, since I got it. I have never played it. I want to play it. I'm a little nervous that that's where our real or fake is going to come from today. It's exactly. made it way too easy for real or fake. You just make, just read it. Yeah, exactly. So just pick two cards. Uh, who who's starring in that movie? Just to keep going on that a little bit. Who's starring in that movie that you pulled from those examples? A, a kid with a creepy imaginary friend. Um, that will be played by um, the kid from Problem Child. If we're going to go back to our eighties references, <laughs> oh, <good gracious. laughs> Junior from Problem Child. <laughs> and it, it's actually it's Junior from Problem Child now, and he just is acting like a kid, and that's like, <laughs> super creepy. See, I could have gone Haley Joel Osment, but that's too on the nose, right? So it's definitely yeah. the kid from Problem Child. And it's the the imagine the sorry, it's an imaginary friend. Would you say a creepy what? The, the kid has a creepy imaginary friend, and they're in a cooking game show to pay for their mom's medical bills. So Okay. Is the creepy imaginary friend played? If you do make this, are you going to be able to get it played by our good friend Michael Cotter? Oh, my gosh. You've just name-checked him once again. I'm going to have to call this guy, and he's going to listen to this. And be like, Why do you talk about me every episode? Dude, it's, this is how it happens. Say it, could Tracy? it be Pennywise? Pennywise oh. could be the imaginary friend. That would be creepy. Now, is it Pennywise from the... Um, 80s TV version of it, or is it Pennywise uh, Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård? Which one is it, Tracy? Skarsgård. So here's the thing. We've done this, and every every time we talk about this, we, we, we kind of pitched the sequel to Ed. Uh, last week, I pitched a real or fake that was fake that Jeffrey Savage, but I think was pretty good. So Pitstorm <laughs> is basically the good. unofficial game of this show, whether we like it or not. Yeah, it is. And I just want to say, the reason I continue to name check Michael Cotter is because he is the actor that you at least have at one point talked to in person. And if we if it somehow gets to him that this podcast is happening, he just might be inspired to finally read one of your scripts and and act it out, man, and be be the star of your movie. So it's no disrespect to Michael Cotter. He's no, just, it, we're obsessed with him. Have... It's it's not healthy, but we are. <laughs> and, and and I I have to admit, after our he's going to listen to this, and we're so embarrassed. But I did look at my phone. I think I have his cell phone number. Yeah. He is going to listen to it. It's got to happen. Oh <laughs> Tracy, this guy I went to college with, who's a great guy. He's, I, I, I was flipping through the channels. He's been in some commercials and some TV shows. That's kind of like the, either the tech guy or the, the sidekick or whatever. Um, and I was like, that's Michael Cotter. And then I, is that you? And he's like, yeah, that's me. So like, I went to school with him. He's a great guy. But and he was in Scrubs, which was a great TV show. Um, all right. We are, we got to move along. I got to give you my love yeah, um, do it. of this week. And I, I, Put out some feelers to some of our core audience, aka my wife, uh, and I. She said this is okay, but it might not be. So I'm going to put it out there. You could, you could say it anyway. Me. Okay. You it may or may not be, but she said it may be. So I took that and I'm running with it. My love this week is a moment that happened to me where I was uh, being interviewed by a reporter from King Five, and she Humble said, "Brag again, but okay." She, <laughs> gets worse she says are you jeff shulman the seattle growth podcast jeff shulman i listened uh -huh. to i moved here to seattle recently and i listened to every single episode i was binge listening when are you put it, producing more episodes okay so i am proud of you and i have been trying to get you to do podcasting but you just dropped two humble brags i was being interviewed <laughs> by the news and they love my podcast and you sold your podcast so I'm going to say it's okay because I do like seeing you on TV, 
But come on, man, you're better than this. <laughs> Tracy, on, you're, man. Tracy, you're neutral. Are you cool with my brother like slide dropping and he gets interviewed on TV and like you know on the slide? Are you cool with that? Hey, it's all about promoting yourself. Well, well, this one's a little, it's not about this. <laughs> no, Tracy, this isn't shameless self-promotion. Our core audience is our mom, our dad, and our wives. And they would love to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> again, I must yeah, you mean again. We already know it. No, I saved it. I saved it. I needed to give them a reason to listen. They got to, you know, they got to have a reason to come back to the Shoal Bros <sighs> Week in Review. Uh, uh, I, know wants to go I know people. Be careful, Tracy. You may be in charge of getting us new guests if you say you know people. Well, lots of the the famous new people that I know are no longer with us. So I don't know how important that is, but I'm just saying. Hard to get get on our podcast unless they're a ghost of Shakespeare. (laughs) The ghost of Shakespeare was in last week's podcast. Tracy, I hope you've learned that um, it's helpful to have listened to every episode of the Shoal Bros because we're on our oh, own little world them? at this point. <laughs> Who wants to go oh, first on the hate? I'll tell them. them. <laughs> I've got a hate. All right, Tracy, go first. I always make you go first on our podcast through the lens with Darren and Tracy. Available on every major podcasting app. Flex. <laughs> and sponsors in the works. What? Oh, that'd be Ooh. nice. Yeah. Uh, so what's your hate? Hopefully it's not our sponsor. No, it's not a sponsor, but recently I learned that the girl who played Maria in West Side Story, Rachel Ziegler, was not invited to the Oscars on Sunday, this coming Sunday. Is that a thing? Like, why do we care? I mean, is that like a snub? Yeah, like, why was she, was it, she disinvited? It is a snub. She was in one of the biggest movies of the year. Now, guess what the Academy did? What? Eating humble pie. Can you come and present? Oh, they forgot. Mm. Did they forget to invite her or did she do something that made them mad? They forgot to invite her or just did not plain include her. Is the is the movie nominated for anything? Sorry, I'm I'm not in the loop. <laughs> We're the entertainment Sherpas according to the description, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Is I it have... nominated? Is it like yes, uh... it's nominated for um best picture, it's nominated, I think, for best choreography, it's nominated for best director, it's oh. nominated for best supporting actress. Wait, so the um, whole crew is gonna be there, but not there's her. A, there's a category for her. best there's a category for best choreography. I think yeah. so. How many movies are there with choreography in it? I got to make a dance movie. I'll, I'll guarantee to get nominated. <laughs> there's only five. <laughs> I don't I'm know if there's only your moves, Darren. You're not going to get nominated for anything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> he might get nominated like for the Ed prequel. <laughs> what did you say? He might get nominated for the Ed prequel if he's ever able to pull that together. We had a pretty good basis for what the, the prequel to the chimpanzee playing third base for the minor league team. Now we're yeah. adding dancing to it. We're definitely going to get nominated for something. <laughs> yes. Here, here's, here's the thing. West Side Story has the potential to make history because in the 60s, it won for best picture. If the, it the wins this, Yeah, the original one. So if, if it wins this year for best picture and its chances are pretty good, you know, it won in 1961. So, 
Wow. Wait, Tracy, Tracy, you're you're telling me that the original RoboCop and then the RoboCop reboot both didn't get Oscar awards? <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn. The first one was good. The second one is I don't know. I, I'm pretty the sure only the first RoboCop one. I like the first one. I'd buy that for a dollar. I love the first one. Yeah. But I don't think for, it got an Oscar. It deserved an Oscar. It was snubbed, man. It was snubbed. Um, so Tracy, that's actually uh, you are the, dropping the most knowledge uh, that's more relevant than anything that Darren and I have ever dropped on this show. Uh, I have to be contrarian on this uh, with a, a small story. Darren, you could cut and Tracy, you can cut me off if this gets boring. Is this, but is this your hate or are you just riffing on Tracy's? I'm still on Tracy's. And if, if we have to move on, I will. But West Side Story, my mother, she's listening. She loves West Side Story. Loved the original West Side Story. Like, <laughs> yes. Tracy says hi. Uh, and and she loved West Side Story so much. We actually set up a FaceTime and we watched it together, the new one. And we got halfway through and we stopped and we never picked it back up. She was singing the songs when they came up. Like, so we got to hear her sing. Um, I think it was I Want to Live in America. Right. Is that one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she was singing the songs, but then it. it it did not capture her, a diehard West Side Story fan, to even finish the movie, as far as I know. Wow. Well, I mean, you're not, the, you're not the target audience for that movie, bro. So she might have just finished it later. I mean, <laughs> let's put it this way. I told Tracy I wouldn't review it. Like, I didn't want to even bother. So I don't, I, don't <laughs> think, I, I don't think it's an insult to West Side Story that you didn't pick up the second half of that movie. <laughs> Fair. But I, it, we did a whole family. The, the Olivia, Audrey, Stephanie, Mom, Dad, we all together via Zoom, uh, uh, FaceTime and watched it. And I don't think a single one of us finished it, but M mom will have to tell us. We'll get an update for you next week. Uh, okay. All right. What's your hate, Jeff? Uh, okay. So the reason that I had to do my humble brag was because oh, no. I hated every, almost everything. Like I tried all these shows, all these movies, nothing was good this week. It was a, a disaster. So I've tried and tried to find a love. Um, and aside from spending time with my family, uh, so my entertainment hate I'm going to go with Cheaper by the Dozen, the new one, uh, who I, starring uh, Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. And it was just a hodgepodge of random scenes that they thought were either funny or inspiring or touching, but none of it went together, and it was just a mess. Tracy, do you know what he's talking about? Is this like a Netflix movie? Or is this a <laughs> do you movie? know what he's talking about? I, I know what he's talking about because I recently saw like a commercial for it. And I just keep thinking, you know, a lot of kids and a dog and precarious situations don't make money anymore in a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess my concern is that you saw that description or movie poster or whatever, Jeff, and you decided that you wanted to even give that a try. So... You deserve what you got on that one. <laughs> well, it's Disney Plus. It was family movie night, and the kids thought it looked good. And uh, I think the first one with Steve Martin, or the, not the first one. I, th I found out there's a one from the 50s, I think. But uh, the first one that was in our lifetime, Steve Martin, I think that was supposedly pretty good. But no, this one falls flat. Highly rec unrecommend what the opposite of recommend is. So my hate actually is going to, I'm going to rely on Tracy here at the end, Tracy. So let me finish before you just burn me and explain. All right, Trace. Okay. So I hate Pixar. What? There's got to be more to this story. Yeah. Finish. He's going to leave us hanging. 
He's going to leave us hanging. Are you upset because Turning Red went straight to Disney Plus? Is that what you're upset about? I think one of two things is happening. He is pausing for the ultimate dramatic effect. <laughs> or he got disconnected. He's no actor. Am I here? <laughs> I you don't know. Me? Where's here? <laughs> Wait, yeah, you guys you... hear me? You want to start over? No, that's it, man. That's this is live. This is a live podcast for for our family and friends. Did did I go? I went on my whole rant. Do I need to redo it? Yeah, we got none of your rant. You paused for the yeah. most dramatic effect ever. You're like, I hate Pixar, and Tracy okay. and I were on the so, edge of our seats. Okay, so do you want to know why that happened? Just so people know that I'm not just playing games with you. Someone tried to call me while I was doing my podcast. How rude! You know who it was? It was probably the producers at Pixar, Pixar saying, like, "Don't you speak ill of us? We're going to save you from this embarrassing moment you're about to put yourself through." Okay, well, I am sorry to leave you guys hanging. I don't actually hate Pixar. I hate what Disney's doing with Pixar. So it used to be that Pixar was Disney's big release in theaters, and people got yeah. jazzed. You got Incredibles, you got Finding Nemo, Toy Story, which I've never seen. I know Tracy, you hate me. Um, yep. But now, now the movies are all relegated to Disney Plus. This is kind of falling off of what you were watching, Jeff. Um, now, I understand that Luca movie in Seoul because of the pandemic. Um, but now they did the same thing with Seeing Red. Have I seen any of those three movies? No. Uh, with the urgency of theater releases gone, they've fallen firmly into the I'll watch them at some point category, which means I'll never get around to watching them. And then to top it off, that Lightyear trailer just looks super creepy to me. So, Tracy, if you're, you're in the movie business, do you have any insight on why all the Pixar movies are just going to Disney Plus? I, I don't really have any insight for you, but I can tell you that since the pandemic, every Disney Pixar movie went straight to Disney Plus. I do believe that Lightyear, if it follows the trend, it's going to go to Disney Plus and it's going to be a huge mistake. Um, Disney, of course, is experimenting or was experimenting at the top of the pandemic with different ways to make more money. And um, they believe that, you know, some of our movies should go straight to Disney Plus and some of them should go straight to theatrical. And, you know, Pixar is their bread and butter. And I really think that, you know, you pay 30 bucks a month or whatever for um, Disney Plus or I don't know. I don't have it because I don't stream anything. But um, I just think that, you know, these movies need to be experienced on the big screen. So you're with me that it totally stinks that Pixar movies are all released now on Disney Plus. Yes, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, and I think it's not because of a strategy. I think these movies are not as good as they used to be. <laughs> I'm that guy who referenced Transformers, the 1986 movie. And hey, movies. let's be real. That movie was legit. That was. You got the touch. You got the power. Um, but I, I, I don't think I don't. I think they've lost their magic. I think there was a shakeup as to who's directing the films. If I recall, Tracy, isn't there some drama about who's like directing films and running them? The Pixar movies. I don't think. The, the director has no say of where the movie goes. It is in charge. The person that is in charge is the, you know, the executives at Pixar. They're the ones that decide. The but I think they're just no say. But aren't they deciding it because the directors aren't as good as they used to be? Like, I, I don't think they're getting the same quality of film. Like Pixar used to mean this movie is going to be awesome. And I'm saying I think Darren's interpreting it the 
Disney Plus, but I think they're putting on Disney Plus because they're not as good as they used to be. Um, I think you you might be right in certain circumstances, but I just think that every single one, I don't think that's justified. Ah, good point. Good point. Taking it to the evidence. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, well, I still think they should be at the Strand Theater. I'm going to do another humble flex, Darren, if that's all right. The Strand yeah. Theater is be <laughs> is Go beautiful. Tracy was so kind to uh, show my movie there that I produced and co-directed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? And where can they watch it now, Jeff? I'm curious. <laughs> Uh, I'll leave them in suspense. I'll have to tune in next week. Um, no, but finish the humble brag. What's the movie called and where can they watch it? No, I, I want to go to what I was actually there for, Darren. I was there to say The Strand is an amazing theater. Uh, beautiful. So if anybody, if any of our handful of listeners happens to be from Delaware, Ohio, or even I'd say it's worth traveling an hour if you want like just like a, a transported back to the past, but with modern amenities, you know? It is right? a cool historic theater. What, it's the I oldest, think, right, Tracy? It's one of the 10 oldest movie theaters in the country that still shows first-run films. Yeah, and it, it's beautiful. So check out the Strand Theater. That's my quick moment. And if Disney, if you're listening in the, if you're, if the executives are in that audience where the guy from Germany or France is playing this in front of uh, thousands of people, uh, put your movies in the Strand. Put your movies in theaters. Pixar, come on. Darren, I think that's a fair hate. Uh is it what time for the, what was the last great Pixar movie that didn't go to Disney plus? I'm trying to think what it was. The last great one of the last, I mean, finding Dory, maybe was, was it Onward Toy, Pixar? Story? Toy Story came out uh, in theaters. I don't remember. I think Toy Story was after finding Dory. I think you're right. We've reviewed both of those onward. Wasn't onward Pixar. Ah, It was onward Tracy. I don't know if that was the last one, but we reviewed onward like right before the pandemic, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Onward was, was not great. great. Yeah. I loved it. it right. You didn't like Onward? Oh, it was kind of weird. It was fine. Oh man, I loved Onward. Two brothers. Ah. <laughs> it's like this. It's like our week in review, man. Two brothers go on an epic journey with their dad's pants. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's no journey with dad's pants <laughs> happening here. <laughs> but... So, uh, Tracy, since you you go first on our podcast and you've gone first twice, what are you looking forward to? Um, well, I'm looking forward to a lot of movies, but I guess the one that's coming up first uh, is, uh, I'm going to do some name dropping here, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's, that's what you're looking forward to. <laughs> listen, listen, this is why I'm looking forward to it because I'm doing some name dropping. So if anyone from Chesron, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC is listening, thank you for naming our concession area. And they're <laughs> having a private viewing. Wow. Oh, you know what? That was like masterful flex. But the best <laughs> part about that is Tracy managed to get free advertising for a, a sponsor on not even her podcast, but to prove that she name checked and they're going to have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like 40 minutes in. So Tracy, I'm okay with you advertising for free advertisers on our show anytime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tracy, you now have to tell them, Hey, I got you Jeff's mom, dad, wife, uh, Darren's wife, and two people from Europe to hear about Buick and Chevy and, and whatever other car companies you recommended. 
You didn't even listen to the ad yourself and you're on the podcast, dude. I'm going to go buy, what was it? You said Tesla, right? <laughs> hey, uh, Tracy, so that was a cool flex, but I thought you were going to say, and I didn't even put it on my list because I thought you were going to say for sure, Doctor Strange. I was for sure, but then I thought I should name drop since you guys were. You yeah. know, you, you fit in very well, Tracy, which is why I like you so much. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised they made a Sonic 2, but the first one was a major surprise hit. So uh, good business for the Strand. Uh, are you excited for Doctor Strange? I am, because I heard Tom Cruise is in it, which is Wait, what? Not, it's not why I'm excited. I just think it's weird. But wow. um, yes, I love Doctor Strange. Okay. Darren, you're trying to get two for the price of one. You're so proud that Tracy proved that sponsorship works in the Shulbros Week in Review that you're trying to give her two looking forward tos. Uh, that's out I, of bounds. All right. Well, <laughs> do you want my looking forward to or do you want yours, bro? Age before beauty, man. Oh, I guess that's, I got both. Anyway, um, I we've talked about um, the Jurassic World trailer a few times. Yes. <laughs> So I'm a not few going, times we've only had this podcast twice. I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to that because I am looking forward to that, but I'm also looking forward to the Lego sets based on the movie. So, <laughs> so hold on. Let's set the stage. For those of you who don't know, I have a room in my house that is devoted to Legos with a building table in the middle and shelves. And uh, I have most of the Jurassic Park dinosaurs in Lego form from the prior sets. So, Ooh. but now they're coming out with well let me talk about what i have i have the huge t-rex with i don't Jurassic think we Park need games. to talk about what you have we're gonna be here for an hour okay fair <laughs> let's talk about what i don't have these are new dinosaurs that have never been made into lego form yet there's Ooh. a coexacoatlus set an atrociraptor a pyroraptor there's even a set recreating the iconic uh, scene in jurassic park where the t-rex breaks out and, and attacks the uh, jeeps and flips one over so I love all these sets. I'm going to have to get them all. So Jurassic That's Park awesome. Legos coming soon. <laughs> coming soon to a, a store near you. And yeah, I love house. the fact that you humble flex on the Quexacopatapas. The... Quexacoatlas? <laughs> yes. My three-year-old <laughs> explains what a Quexacoatlas is better than you do, dude. I was going to point that out, that you had you put her on the phone, and, and she said it better than I could. And I don't even think you like said repeat after me. You're like, what's the world's largest reptile or something like that? Is that what yes. you asked? The world's largest flying reptile. <laughs> and your three-year-old daughter's like, I'm like, what? The other funny part is, I think because she watches this dino show called Dino Dana or whatever, like after you talk about that, after every dinosaur, she goes, it's the biggest dinosaur or the smallest dinosaur she was ever discovered. <laughs> she has ever discovered at the end of every sentence now. But does she take it to that deep? Does she go ever discovered? Like, you know, like, is she selling it or does she just kind of say the no, words? She just, it just buys in. She doesn't have a deep voice yet. So she's three. <laughs> she's three. In case you didn't get that. Your, your niece, Jeff, does not talk like a movie theater announcer. In a world. Okay. A world. I, I have a question. Yes. Yeah. About the Quite Jurassic flawless. World movie. Oh, well, you came to the right place. <laughs> Is it which dinosaur are we most looking forward to? No. Are you looking more forward to the Jurassic World movie or to the sequel to Uncharted? <laughs> well, did you know that Magellan <laughs> never made it around the world? <laughs> yes, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> I, I would say Uncharted is probably more educational, but yeah, um, you know, if you could, if you could say, I think you could probably insert everything after Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park would win. Would you agree, Jeff? I mean, clearly Jurassic World, but I think Tracy deserves a moment that to bring the audience up to speed. That if you thought we talked about Ed 
and the chimpanzee playing third base too much in we were inspired by a podcast that we created that tracy let us watch and review uncharted and i think how long how many minutes did we spend talking about ferdinand magellan never made it around the world seven or eight (laughs) a long time (laughs) you got me laughing like the last 10 minutes of the (laughs) tracy will never let jeff guest host again but it was epic Yes. It was the foundation of the show, Tracy. We got the idea because we just ruined that show, so we figured we'd ruin another podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tracy, by the way, that was Mars- that should have been your intro. Uh, among all the amazing accomplishments, you are directly and solely responsible for the Shoal Bros Week in Review. Oh, wow. It's true. I'll have to put that on my IMDB page. <laughs> yes. Oh, humble flex number two. You learn quickly or, or show us how to do things quickly. Uh, uh, are you looking Darren, forward sorry, to anything, Jeff? No, I'm going to let you go. Are you looking forward to anything? Because I want to save time for real or fake. I'm looking forward to real or fake. I have to say, I'm also really looking forward to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I didn't Ooh. think I would be, but then I saw the trailer, and they're playing the Duel of Fate song from the, uh, the iconic scene in Phantom Menace, which was universally panned, that movie, but I really liked it at the time. And I'm excited for kind of the weaving in of... Uh, how things went the weaving into the old and the new and all in between i think it's gonna be great do you think baby yoda will be in it i don't know if baby yoda is gonna be in it but he but grogu should be um okay i, I will watch that show i'm not as excited for it as i was for boba fett but uh, i will watch it good okay. good good excitement are right, you ready for real or fake guys oh the moment we've been waiting for yeah. i'm ready tracy i'm ready Tracy, you, you are probably one of our only listeners, so you probably know how this works. But I'm going to read you a description, and you have to tell me if it's real or fake. And then if it's real, you'll have to tell me what it is. So you ready? Okay. And uh, listeners, play along. We're going to give a pause before we give the answer. Real or fake? This one's a little long because Jeffrey criticized me last week for being too short. Pixie is cursed with turning into a pterodactyl when her husband is caught messing with bones on an ancient burial ground. Her husband, children, friends, and neighbors must come to terms with Pixie's new look. Her only chance to return to her normal state is to find the shaman or shaman who inflicted the curse on her. What did you say Pixie was? Can you start at the beginning? Pixie is cursed with turning into a pterodactyl. Okay. What was she before? That's missing. I don't know. Pixie? I mean, she's a person. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a real, it's, this is a real move, like a real, like, this is animated. Oh, now it's you're giving us extra. An episode of Charmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so here's a couple of things in I'm gonna, favor I'm of give it you being a real. Trace, oh. it's because it's Tracy, this would be a movie. Uh, here, here's why I think this is... Here, here's the hints for why it's real. One, you couldn't pronounce shaman. Like, you had it two different ways, right? And if you wrote it, you would have just been convicted in how to pronounce that. And then two, you you said it's a cartoon. No, it's not a cartoon. I just thought I thought you said it's a cartoon. Not a cartoon. Not a cartoon. Yeah, because you were asking what she was beforehand. I mean, this is like not a cartoon. I was just telling you, like you, you said it was animated. Not no, yeah. not animated. Let me just make that clear. This is Tra- real. Tracy and I both heard you said it's animated. So I think you got to go back to that. And it's animated now. It's not animated, I'm telling you right now. It's my, it's my real or fake movie, and I can just hit the rule. You can't make Stephen King and replace a Shakespeare, and you can't make my movie animated. <laughs> Stephen King made that movie so much better. 
<laughs> to be clear, the problem was never that your explanation was too short. It was that it wasn't very good. Oh, no, it was missing the love part. You're right. Yeah, you, you wanted short. the love part in there. Yeah, I needed the love part. All right, Tracy, before you tell us whether you think it's real or fake, what are the clues that are putting it one way or another for you? What are you hearing in that that says... It might be real or it might be fake. And to be fair, I don't understand how to pronounce as a shaman or shaman. I don't want to be offensive to shamans or shamans everywhere. Shaman. That's what Jim Morrison would say. It's shaman. All right. Okay. So I just, the whole turning into a pterodactyl, that sounds <laughs> goofy. <laughs> can't imagine who comes up with that i'm with you tracy like of all things a pterodactyl and like where is a pterodactyl like normal to turn into you know yeah ancient burial ground <laughs> but like <laughs> but like she would need to be turned into a pterodactyl surrounded by like does she and is she just like flying around in modern america um is and it who was with her when she you know made the transition <laughs> yeah because that would be that would be pretty scarring, right? To see Pixie turn from a, a normal human being to a pterodactyl. Would, and did that I, yeah. person become lunch? Or did where, like, where did the that... clothes go? I mean, because like Hulk meal? when he grows, like he's too big for his clothes. So how does yeah. this work? Okay. So so fake. Tracy, you I think, think it's fake. Yeah. I want to talk it out with you because I, I'm I'm torn because I, Darren first time it sounded so fake in case nobody heard that there was monkey playing third base for a minor league team i feel like he he might have google searched like pterodactyls or dinosaurs and and decided to skip through all the transformers where the um <laughs> what are those guys called darren the dinosaur. dinobots dinobots he's like i can't go dinobots but i there's this obscure dino movie and he couldn't do land of the lost uh not land of, well he couldn't do land of the lost either but uh the lost well, i'm blanking that's the only place where this could happen, but he said it was a movie. So, yeah, so it definitely was straight to something. It was, <laughs> it was, it was before Disney Plus, but it was like straight to video or uh, DVD. Straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Darren. I'm sorry. I'm blanking. What's the other dinosaur movie? The cartoon one that we loved uh, when we were kids. The Land Before Time. Land Before Time. <laughs> Land Before Time. Uh, yeah, so in that movie, no, <laughs> it might have been the third one. This is Lemmy Part Time Seven. Petrie seven. turns into Pixie. Pixie, Petrie, poor Petrie, poor, poor Petrie. I'm gonna lock in real. I think it's so stupid that Darren wouldn't come at us with that being made up. It would, and I, I don't think it came from his pitch deck because it was too long for his new card game. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Tracy, are you locking it in, or have I changed your opinion? You haven't changed my opinion. I'm locking it in for fake. All right. It is last chance for you listeners at home. This movie is real. Yes. I'm three for three, man. So hold on. Let me tell you what this is. This is a 19. This is the best part. It's a 1996 movie. It's oh, called recent. It's called Pterodactyl Woman from Beverly Hills. Hold on. It, it's not completely bogus though. Like it's it stars uh Beverly D'Angelo. Tracy, does that name ring a bell to you? Yes. Yeah. Wow. The vacation movies. She is the yeah. mom from the vacation movies. So she is a legit actress. She is Pixie who turns okay. into the pterodactyl. So it is a real movie with a real actress in it who's been in lots of stuff. And it's from 1996. Now 
to be fair, I'm looking at the um, cover of the movie, and it looks like it's made by Troma. A uh, little fun, fin- uh, fun trivia fact. Do either of you know what Troma is famous for? No. Tracy? No. Troma makes like really bad B movies, and I think they made Toxic Avenger. Oh, he's. What is it? He's ugly, but he still gets the girls. <laughs> I think he's gross, but he still gets he's, the girls. He's gross, but he still gets the girls. Yeah, I Toxic think, Avenger. I think, I think Troma made Toxic Avenger. So, wow. And to be fair, the reason this came up, Jeff, was not because I Googled pterodactyls. Um, <laughs> I was convinced you're like dinosaurs. I was, I was discussing um, Beverly D'Angelo came up because apparently she's from Upper Arlington. So I just Googled her and I looked at her film. Oh, like, Wait a minute. She made a movie called Pterodactyl Woman from um, Beverly Hills. And so that's where it came up. Wow. She's not from Upper Arlington. Someone told me she is. I cannot. Hey, Beverly Angelo, <laughs> once again, if you're listening to this podcast, we'd love to have you on. Verify if you're from Upper Arlington, perhaps ask you about Pterodactyl Woman from Beverly Hills. She would be the most famous. Now, here's the question. If Dolly Parton and Beverly D'Angelo were on, who would be the most famous? Dolly Parton. Hmm. Darren? I, can't disagree. I can't disagree with that. Hmm. But she wasn't in Pterodactyls from Beverly Hills. That, that's true. So where is this streaming? Now everybody's going to go Google it. But you could tell them now, save them the Google trouble. Where could they stream? Uh, what was it called again? It's called Pterodactyl Woman from Beverly Hills. I have short-term memory loss when it comes Who to this. Who else is in the movie? I mean, um, let's see. I mean, I'm looking at the names here. There's a guy named Aaron Eisenberg. No, go ahead. Keep going. Um Danny Faring did. No. Brian James as Salvador Dolly. Oh, wow. Uh, now it's interesting. <laughs> Wait, you, you buried the lead. <laughs> Does Salvador Dolly is there with the flying pterodactyl? I don't know if it's the Salvador Dolly or just a dude named Salvador Dolly. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, to be fair. There's also a guy named Stephen McHattie who plays Dr. Egbert Drum. He's He's famous. I've heard his name. I'm not going to pitch any of these people as must-see people. I'm not even sure where you can see this because, like, IMDb won't even give me the box office for it. I have to pay for IMDb Pro just to find that out. So I'm, (laughs) I'm concerned. Um, Here, here is one of the uh, trivia that they put. This is how they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. The final cast during end credits is listed in alphabetical order. That's good trivia. That's the worst trivia I've ever read. Sorry. Before we conclude the show, I think we need to write the sequel. pterodactyl woman in beverly hills where do you go from there what do you do next pterodactyl woman at the strand theater ah and oh is this too long for a movie poster pterodactyl woman eating popcorn from the cadillac buick uh concessions area no, it's just around the strand theater. <laughs> i think that could do it uh, i think i think the sequel would be um, Beverly, De- Beverly D'Angelo, like 20 years later, uh, misses being a pterodactyl and has to go find the ancient burial ground and try to get cursed again. Ooh, yeah. She's realized that life as a pterodactyl is so much more free. And she's eating lots of popcorn in the bed of a Chesron GMC Buick. <laughs> and yes. the reason she's doing it is because she saw the Jurassic World trailer and got so excited about it that she had to go back to being a dinosaur. Yeah, she was so mad that all those Jurassic World copycats of our podcast saying which scene from the 30-minute-and-a-half trailer did you like the best? Not once was a pterodactyl there, and certainly not Pixie the pterodactyl. 
Yeah, and technically pterodactyls are flying reptiles, not dinosaurs. But I'll give I'll give myself a pass on that. <laughs> Does Parker know that? Does your three year old know that better than I do? That's what Parker will literally tell me, Daddy. The Quetzalcoatlus is a flying reptile, not a dinosaur. <laughs> well, hold on, a Quetzalcoatl. What? That what? is a. <laughs> I can barely pronounce the words. I'm gonna try to get an audio clip on it and send it to you, dude. Oh. Pterodactyl is also a flying reptile. Quetzalcoatlus is just a really large flying reptile, like a pterodactyl, but it's super huge, like bigger than a plane. Awesome. All right. Well, we're out of time. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. This was really great. Uh, Any plugs you want to give at this moment to show that our sponsors can can have their moment in the sun? Um, Not at this time. I think when I come back, I'll come up with something really clever. All right. And we do have space for the Strand Theater if you ever want uh, to get uh, advertising here on the Shulbros Week in Review. <laughs> we have plenty of space. Plenty of space. Terms, terms are negotiable. Yep. So, Tracy, thanks for joining us, being our first ever non-family guest on Shulbros Week in Review. Darren, thanks for playing the real or fake. It's always fun. We'll, hear, we'll see our listeners next week. Uh, until then, have a great one, everybody.